0: Welcome back. the zero, to another episode of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And on this episode, we will be talking to Jacksonville.com's Demetrius Harvey about the Jacksonville Jaguars, the recap of last week, and looking forward to their matchup with the Tennessee Titans. Before I get into that, of course, thank you all for tuning in, whether you're tuning in on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you're tuning in at, go ahead and subscribe. So that way you don't miss any episodes. And if you like what you're listening to, rank the show on Spotify, five stars is preferred. And like the show on Apple Podcasts. Again, five stars is preferred. And you can also rate the show as well. Now, we're going to talk to Demetrius Harvey, like I did mention, we're going to talk about last week's results for them. And we're going to talk about their game against the Tennessee Titans coming up this week. And speaking of the Tennessee Titans, that's where my get it off your chest segment is going to go. Now, plenty of people were shocked when they saw the news that on Tuesday... The Tennessee Titans fired General Manager John Robinson. Now, give you a little backstory. John Robinson's been with uh, the Tennessee Titans since 2016. He has a 66 and 43 record. He's been he's he's been here when the team's going to the AFC Championship game, which is 2019. Uh, for those that remember, that's the first year that Ryan Tannehill took over. They were the number one seed in the playoffs last year. And they actually he actually got a contract extension after the 2021 season, along with head coach Mike Brable. So with all those things being thrown out there. You would think he's doing an excellent job. There's no way he's going to get fired. Now, of course, we fast forward now to the 2022 season. Offense is not looking that great. He doesn't look dynamic, and after a week 13, 35-10 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, where A.J. Brown, one of his former draft picks, plays now, where he trained this offseason, he has now been fired. Now, looking at the summation of what was talked about in regards to the statement from Amy Adams-Strunk, who is the majority owner of... Of the Tennessee Titans. It just seemed like she wasn't happy with how the roster was. And of course, there's talk out there about how the roster was as well. And, you know, on the on the outside looking in, you see the success of the Tennessee Titans that they've had the last few years under coach Mike Vrabel. But what that covers up. Is the misses that have happened. Under John Robinson. Now, you know, of course, winning being the ultimate deodorant. Let me just give you a few examples of guys that he missed on. You remember Isaiah Wilson. He drafted in the 2020 draft out of the University of Georgia, an offensive tackle. He never made it through one season. You remember a Darrington Evans. He drafted in the 2020 draft, the third round running back. He never made it past one season. You remember at 2017, he drafted Taiwan Taylor, third-round wide receiver out of Western Kentucky. Wasn't here very long. Kevin Dodd, 2016. The second round defensive end from Clemson. Didn't last very long at all. And now, of course, I'm gonna, you know, I mentioned the ones that are a little further back, but I just want to mention a few that uh that you want to think of that are actually to go a little bit further into uh, a few things you know ones that are more recent of course uh you Patrick they traded up to draft him he still is yet to consistently make it on a roster um you have a few others you have a Rashawn Evans that didn't make it past the first contract and you know diving into players that never made it past the first contract if you look at all of the first round draft picks that He has had, besides the first, the three that are, besides the last two, only one is still on the roster. To give you an example of all the first round draft picks he's had Jack Conklin, offensive tackle, he was drafted eighth overall. He's playing with Cleveland now. 2017, Corey Davis, wide receiver, plays for the New York Jets now. Adoree Jackson, cornerback, out of USC. Now he plays for the New York Giants. 2018, Rashawn Evans drafted 22nd overall out of Alabama. Now he plays for the Atlanta Falcons. 2019, Jeffrey Simmons, we know he's still here. 2020, Isaiah Wilson, we already went over that. And of course, you do have 2021, Caleb Farley. He was drafted number 22 overall cornerback out of Virginia Tech, but had a back issue coming into the league. Had back surgery, but still drafted him the 22nd overall. Really hasn't made quite an impact at all. Didn't play all last year very much. And this year really hasn't touched the field either or been able to crack into the nickel or dime packages. And, of course, Traylon Burks, he's shown signs. But, you know, of course, it's too early to really tell there whether, you know, he's shown promise, though. So I don't want to put include him and lump him into that. But if you notice all those players, none of them, has stuck around. And now, one of the things that's been mentioned about roster building and not being happy with the current roster, you can see with the first round draft picks why that could be a, a, a criticism of John Robinson. To go a little further into that, look into uh, guys that he has drafted as well or, or has brought in through free agency. In the last three years, these are some of the names that have been brought in. Outside linebacker, Vic Beasley. Cornerback, Jonathan Joseph. Outside linebacker, Jadavian Clowney. Now, those were all in 2020. There were some names you mentioned. I mentioned there. Um, you've got Danico Autry, which was a good one. you got offensive lineman, Kendall Lamb in 2021. Cornerback, Kevin Johnson, 2021. Wide receiver, Josh Reynolds. Tight end, Austin Hooper this year. And offensive of tackle, Jamarco Jones. Now, Jamarco Jones is making $5.75 million, but I don't think anybody's ever seen him on the field. Austin Hooper, hey, I thought he might be a more of an impact guy. Currently, right now, he's not necessarily the biggest impact that you would think for $6.5 Josh Reynolds, 2021, he never cracked the really, really, really did a lot and then ended up getting waived off the team in his one year here, or not even one full year. Kevin Johnson, cornerback, never really panned out. Kendall Lamb, not another guy didn't really pan out. Uh, Javon Clowney, that didn't really work very well. Uh, him and Vic Beasley, who were both brought in in 2020, they combined for zero sacks the entire time they were here in the 2020 season. Cornerback Jonathan Joseph, didn't survive the season. Of course, famously remembered for getting burnt on one play. and Yeah. yeah. we'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. And if you want to go back any further through any other picks or places, he actually brought in Blaine Gabbard at one point to be a backup quarterback here. He brought in Cameron Wake, who plenty were shocked by that move. He started out strong, but he kind of disappeared after that. Um, Of course, there's others, but just if you're kind of gathering what I'm saying here, look at the free agents he's brought in. There's not a lot of them that have stuck around on this roster or at least been here past one year. It's just honest. Combine that with the misses in the draft. Now I will say I'll I'll give him this. He did have some good picks. And of course, Jeffrey Simmons, AJ Brown, John Smith, of course, who's not here anymore. He's in new England, but that's either here or there. And of course, Imani hooker who's here. He signed a, New, a new deal uh, during the season. None of these people are here. Plus the Titans are having to make some serious cap decisions uh, right now, of course, uh, coming up because of course you do have the cap hit of Ryan, uh, Ryan Tannehill coming up. You do have to pay Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, you've got a lot of different things going on and yet the product you putting on the field is not necessarily what it could be. Now, I heard the talk about AJ Brown and him being the reason why John Robinson got fired. But if you look at the total body of everything, free agency and draft, John Robinson's had a lot of misses. A lot of them. Now, the play of the team has covered up those misses, just like winning. Like I said again, winning is the ultimate deodorant. But you can't miss this many times and expect the team to continue to cover it up. And ultimately that's what caught up to John Robinson. That's been my get it off your chest segment for this episode. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Mr. Demetrius Harvey on tour the AFC South with your host, Mike Batten. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to. Well, let me tell you about peace of mind counseling and life coaching They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it cost you your peace of mind. Then it is too expensive. Welcome back to touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton, and I wanted to take a trip down south to Jacksonville. Talk a little bit of Jacksonville Jaguars football. You know the, the excitement to start the year, and now it's kind of tailed off, and not necessarily where everyone thought it may have been to start the year. I wanted to bring in someone that has been and and had a a front row seat to all of it this year. Uh, Demetrius Harvey of Jacksonville.com, of course, and Florida Times Union. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing all right. How about yourself?
0: I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. Now, uh, of course, the news just dropped that uh, the Titans are firing their general manager, John Robinson, today, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm, you know, I talked about it, but I want to get sure your, uh, your thoughts on that firing. Did it catch you off guard today?
1: It, it, it probably caught me off guard only because, you know, I haven't been following it too closely. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't surprise me. You know, the, the, the Titans, um, they've been underperforming this year. You know, obviously the the last loss was sort of an indictment on um, what he's sort of built around uh, Derrick Henry, you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Um, I think that it's also a a consequence of what we saw from A.J. Brown the other night or the other day. I forget which which time they played. But, you know, it he's him having a big game. And then, you know, you see what they got as a return. It just it just doesn't make sense. You know, they probably should have extended him. Um, They didn't. Uh, And so, you know, I think that that ownership clearly doesn't have um, as long of a leash on their GM position as maybe the Jaguars do. Um, so, you know, once they solve the trend that it's heading down, you know, while the Titans might be in first place, um, they're, they're sort of lucky that they're in a division with, um, three teams that are, you know, f- a few of the worst in the league right now. Yeah.
0: Well, I hear you there. And, you know, of course, mm-hmm. uh, when you get a chance, uh, go back and listen to, uh, what I talked about in the beginning, but we'll talk about that, uh, a little later. Um, of course we do have to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and of course, I do have to talk about this loss forty to fourteen to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know DJ Tark had to be very, very happy to to see the end result that he saw being that he plays for the Detroit Lions now. So what uh you know, got through for three hundred and forty yards. Of course, you know, DJ Tark got ninety what ninety eight of those yards uh receiving. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm I'm in Ross St. Brown, two touchdowns, eleven receptions. I mean, what happened to the pass defense that game?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's sort of been – I think that this is just the first game that we've sort of seen a team take advantage of what the Jaguars have been able to put out there as far as their secondary goes. You know, Shaq Griffin went down early week – I believe it was week six maybe, um, somewhere around there, and then he went on IR. Um, He wasn't performing very well the past few games before that anyway. Um, But since then, the Jaguars have been sort of rotating that second corner position. You know, they've been using guys like Trey Herndon, who's now been inactive, like a a healthy scratch the past two games. Um, Tabon Campbell, who I mean, most people don't even know who he is. He was from the Chargers and uh, they claimed him off waivers and now he's playing. Um, They also played Chris Claybrooks and then they played the rookie Buster Brown. Um, So there's just been a lot of dysfunction at that corner position, but also just in general, the Jaguars pass defense. Um hasn't been very good. You know, they've been um allowing the quarterback to sort of sit there. And you saw that with Jared Goff, you know, he had a lot of time. Uh they haven't been able to rush the passer at all with Trayvon Walker, with Josh Allen, um, with the guys on the interior. It just hasn't been good. Um, you know, they've been kind of messing around with that second linebacker spot. Devin Lloyd was starting and now he's not. Chad Moom in there. So um it was just a a consequence of a lot of different things that sort of, you know, was was boiling and finally just rose to the top, you know. Uh, Andre Siska was out, you know, he with 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 a shoulder injury. So there's a bunch of little things that um, that sort of you know culminated into what we saw on Saturday or on Sunday. You know, they the the Lions just were the better team. I think that we knew that the Lions had a pretty good offense. They could pass the ball, they can run the ball. Um, they opted to pass and they did it well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, you touched on something the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Now. Before the season, I was very high on the combination of Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Now, looking at it, they really haven't produced. Now, is it a product of the actual defense they're running, or is it just them in general not producing?
1: So it's probably twofold. Um, It's never always going to be one reason. You can always find little things that are wrong. Um, But for this specifically, you know, Josh Allen is a guy who – came into this year, you're thinking, all right, you finally have a guy opposite of you that's going to be able to perform. So it's going to free you up and and allow you to uh, not only get pressures, which, I mean, he's one of the league's leaders in in pressures this year, um, which is surprising. uh, But I think it's just a product of how they determine what a pressure is within a couple yards of the quarterback before they, you know, launch the ball or uh, timing-wise, you know, where, where he was on the play there's no question that Josh Allen is a high effort player. He he gives it his all every single snap. I think that's part of the reason why he's still in there and, and they haven't just completely benched him. Uh, but right now he's just not finishing. You know, he had a clean clear shot at Jared Goff on Sunday and he wasn't able to bring him down. He missed him. Like just literally missed him. Jared Goff runs off and you know, Goff isn't a runner. He's not going to be able to get out of anything. Uh, he barely got like two yards I think. And, and then all of a sudden, um, I, 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 I think he only got two yards out of that play in general and, and I, I don't think they, I don't think they got the first down. So uh, it, it was just a, a, a bunch of things that that have caused Josh to sort of slow down. and I think another thing, Trayvon Walker, uh, in, in, in my opinion, you, coming in, he wasn't a guy who was going to be able to get after the quarterback consistently. We knew that it was going to be sort of a project year for him. He had never played that sort of outside linebacker, go get him kind of uh, position, and it's kind of showed all season. I think he only has maybe uh, one and a half, maybe two sacks this season, and that's not surprising. But another thing is they they are sort of running this scheme without having the right players for it. So Trayvon Walker seems to be better suited inside. Just you know, if you look at his tape at Georgia him rushing from the inside was a lot better than him rushing just as an outside player. Uh, if, if you look at what he's been able to do when they do put him inside with the Jaguars, it seems to be a lot better. right now he only has a bull rush move and and it's just a a, a, a thing where you would think that they would sort of reflect that where they would fix it, but they just haven't. so, uh, I, I think it's just a, a couple of issues, not only with the scheme, but but also with the players. They, they haven't been able to finish. They haven't been able to do the things that they need to do, uh, but also no one has. So if, if no one's able to get pressure, then clearly something's wrong inherently with the scheme. There, there's got to be an issue. It's not just on the players.
0: Well, I hear you there. Uh, yeah. Definitely something that's going to be looked at more than likely this offseason. We'll, we'll definitely see some changes happen. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to yeah. Now, I do want to go over to the offensive side of the ball. And uh, there was a big scare for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which uh, Trevor Lawrence going down with an injury. Uh, now, he limped back out to the field. And I believe he played the whole second half or most of it, Yeah,
1: right? Yeah, um, he, he, he played uh, the, the only update we have is it's not a knee injury. It's more of a foot slash toe issue. He was set to go get MRIs done either yesterday or today. Uh, I'm sure the coaching staff already knows the you know prognosis of that, like if it's something that's going to keep him out this week. Uh, Doug Peterson seemed to be optimistic. But just to kind of go back to the injury a bit, um, when it happened, you know I was in the press box in Detroit. And uh, me and a few other Jaguars writers and, and, uh, and reporters were, were, were sitting next to each other. We just, we just looked at each other like, I cannot believe this is happening. You know, even though we're, we're not necessarily fans of the team, um, to cover a team that has, you know, we've invested our time in every day, each and every day. And we're talking with Trevor, you know, you get closer to the players. So it's just like, wow, I can't believe that this is going to happen right now because it looked like, you know, a devastating knee injury. Uh, torn ACL, anything that you would you would say that's gonna keep him out for the rest of the year, maybe even beyond because of just how he went down. He was down on the ground for so long. He was holding his knee. Um, you could you could see you know he was holding the, the the back of his knee, which you know that's never good, but uh, it turned out to be good. you know it turned out to be not too bad. He was able to come in. Um, you know some people were kind of surprised that he was back in it because they were already down by so much even going into halftime. Uh, but but when you look at it, if it's not an injury that's going to get worse by playing um, and he's your best shot at winning the game, which was a, basically a playoff game for Jacksonville, uh, you have to put him back in. So, you know, he, he was able to go back in there. He ran. Uh, maybe some uh, adrenaline was running running through his veins, but, uh, you know, he was able to do it. So I think that uh, it's probably not going to be too bad, but we, we, we'll, we'll never really know until – the MRI comes back. How sore is he? How is he able to plant uh, all those good things?
0: Gotcha. Okay, and what can I say? Uh, what What were the, the lines? I know the lines have struggled early on defensively, but they've gotten a little mm-hmm. better defensively as the season's going on, and uh, kudos to uh, Aaron Glenn, former uh, NFL cornerback, mm-hmm. uh, getting things done with that defense. So what were they doing defensively to frustrate the Jaguars' offense?
1: I, I don't even know if it was necessarily what the Lions were doing because you got to think. The, the second play of the game, they the Jaguars fumble. and It was on a pretty good 13-yard carry by Travis Etienne. Um, that sort of set them back. You know, it was 7-0 early. Uh, and then the next drive, they had a dropped, dropped ball within the five, which could have been a touchdown. It was definitely going to be a first down. They had to settle for a field goal. So, you know, all of a sudden – uh, the, the Lions go down and score again. It's 14 to three. Uh, then the Jaguars, I think, try to um, battle back. They probably ended up punting. I, I don't remember exactly what what happened drive to drive, but um, it sort of got away from them. I, I think that that's, that's the best way to describe it. It wasn't that the Lions were playing exceptionally well or anything. It was just that they kept scoring. So they, every single drive that the Lions had, and I, I don't count the last drive, the ninth drive as, as anything, because it was just them taking knees, but they scored on all eight of their drives, four touchdowns, four field goals. It, that's tough to match. I mean, for any team, um, especially one that had at least five drops on Sunday, it just, it wasn't Necessarily something that the lines were doing. They weren't blitzing more. That you know, Trevor didn't look bad, and he actually made a couple of amazing throws during the game, especially early on. Um, so it was it was mostly a product of the Jaguars sort of making mistakes. You know, those those third down uh, drops you can't have them. You know, those drops in general you can't have them. They're 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 drive killers. Uh, so it, it, it you know, kudos to the lines. I don't want to take out, take away anything from them because they are playing a little bit better than they have been in the past, but. I, I really do think that the jaguars offense more uh hurt themselves than anything the, the lions offense now uh that's actually a pretty good offense and then they have the pieces in place to uh to get things going
0: yeah and and imagine how tough they're gonna be when they get their their first round wide receiver back next year oh boy yep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, um <clears throat> for those that have checked out my Picture my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality you can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746 once again that's 423-557-6746 you can also reach him at instagram at joshua silvers photography or you can reach him on facebook Call Joshua Silver's photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Now, looking at it, of course, we're gonna we're gonna leave the Lions game. That's the past. We're gonna talk about mm-hmm. what's coming up next. And that's yeah. a matchup with the Tennessee Titans. Of course, Tennessee Titans, like you mentioned, lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, and it did not look very good. So what do you think? Based off of what you've kind of seen in terms of A.J. Brown having his way with that that uh, the cornerbacks, what do you think is going to be the game plan offensively or should be in the game plan offensively for the Jaguars coming into this game?
1: Yeah, there should be another game where, you know, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson loves to pass the football. Um, that should be the game plan against the Titans. I know that their, their run defense is – if I remember correctly, pretty solid. I don't know necessarily if it's good, but I know that they're a feisty bunch. They they, they can, you know, make, make anything out of anybody. You know, they, they have guys that are coming off uh, of having zero sacks, and then all of a sudden, you know, they get to Tennessee and they have, you know, four on the year or however many. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's a game that's going to be physical. I think that the Jaguars have been out physical already this season, and I think it's shown that that can be the case. Um, you also have to remember, you know, on Sunday it will have been three thousand three hundred and eighteen days since the Jaguars um, last beat the Titans in Nashville. I don't know where you were in 2013, but, you know, I was in my second year of college um, and I don't really remember exactly where I was when the Jaguars um, were, were able to, to to defeat the Titans in Nashville. So it, it's 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 one of those things where it's hard to even say that the Jaguars have a chance because. For nine years they haven't done it and and it's been different teams it doesn't matter what team comes in there doesn't matter who's coaching the titans at the time doesn't matter um who's coaching the jaguars at the time you know it's been three different coaches four actually four different coaches probably um and 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 still we were we're getting the same results but but anyway, I, I, I just think that, you know, for the Jaguars to have success, they have to rely on guys like Christian Kirk. They have to rely on guys like Zay Jones, even though he had a poor game against the Lions. They have to be able to pass the football, um, and they have to be able to move the ball, um, you know, down the field slowly. They can't allow these, these drives to get out of hand. <clears throat> excuse me, to get out of hand. Um, they need to be able to, to not punt the football as much as they have been. Um, it just has to be more clean.
0: Gotcha. Definitely understand that. I mean, passing the football would definitely be something I would think about doing too, especially with uh, the way the, the corners of the Titans have been taken advantage of a lot this, uh, yeah. this season. Um, another thing I want to throw out there too. Um, Derrick Henry, it hasn't been the greatest stretch of running a ball for him. Now I will say it's not all on Derrick Henry you know some of that scheme. Some of that is just individual players and line changeups. Uh, but in the last four games, he has not gotten over 100 yards, and he had probably his one of his poorest performances on Sunday because the Eagles were just not giving up anything. So, with the history of Derrick Henry against the Jacksonville Jaguars, do you think this is the get-right game for Derrick Henry in that offensive line?
1: be you know obviously um obviously Derek has had a, a great time against against the Jaguars especially um especially at, at home you know there's been a couple games where he's only had like 50 yards something like that um but you know he's he's usually performed well uh against Jacksonville I think he has uh maybe I, I can't even tell you maybe like 10 touchdowns against Jacksonville if I'm if I'm reading it right um, you know, probably more. You know, he's had 200 yard performances. He's had 150 plus yard performances. Uh, if there's any game that he's going to get right, it probably would be this one. Um, now, I will say the Jaguars' run defense is better than the than their pass defense. So, if there's one little matchup that's actually going to work well for Jacksonville, it's going to be that one. Um, I know Derrick Henry hasn't really rushed over. I think even 40 yards over the past couple of games. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a product of, you know, what the Titans are doing. I haven't necessarily been watching them, you know, on a, on a week-to-week basis, uh, but I know that they lost their left tackle early in the season. That can never help. Um, I know that there's like a bunch of problems because of the passing game it just isn't there. Ryan Tannehill is sort of regressing. Um, you know, you traded away AJ Brown. Things like that kind of stack up against you, and when you have a guy who uh, in my opinion, you know, the running back position is one of the ones that just all of a sudden fall off a cliff. Not to say that Derrick Henry's doing that this year, but you know, it could be coming sooner rather than later. So, um, if, if, there's, if there's one game that he's going to have a, a bounce back, it would be this one. Uh, but I'm not sure exactly what the game plan will be. If it's going to be just run down the middle with Derrick Henry, uh, then the Titans might not be able to match up pretty well with the Jaguars because I think that uh, all the Jaguars are going to be thinking about this week is stopping him.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's been the game plan for a lot of teams, definitely in the last uh, four games. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to speak to the point about uh, Tannehill regressing, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily regressing. I would say Mm -hmm. protection has gotten a little bit uh, shaky as well. So, you know, they kind of have a combination of both. And, uh, you know, but going on to – the defensive side of the ball for the Titans, or excuse me, for the Jaguars. Let me get it mm. correct. <laughs> what do you think... Um, the Titans are, are, are a pretty strong group against the run, and of course, you know, they can be uh, had against the pass and, you know, those different things. Um, what do you think their game plan is going to be there? Yeah, I mean... It- it's it's
1: it's going to be interesting to see are are you talking the the jaguars defense the jaguar the
0: Jaguars uh i mean the Jaguars offense against the, the Jaguars like, offense oh okay yeah, yeah. The, my problem the,
1: the jaguars <laughs> now you're good you're good um the Jaguars offense i mean they want to be able to you know doug peterson says it's all the time uh throw to score run to win um so they want to be able to throw the football the, the problem comes up when Uh, They have drops and then the drive stalls and then all of a sudden uh, they find themselves behind like they did last week. You you have to be able to not only throw to score, but you actually have to get the get the points at the end of the drive. So I think that that's been the biggest issue is that, you know, while they have a pretty solid game plan on a week in and week out basis, it kind of gets away from them once, you know, the defense allows the other team to score. You know, then all of a sudden they have no running game because they're not able to. Um, run the football because they they need to hurry up and 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 score to win. Um, but then also, once they have no running game, then teams sort of back off, and then all of a sudden the passing game suffers because of it. You also have to remember too the the Jaguars wide receivers. While Christian Kirk has had a fantastic season, I think he's been uh, well worth you know them investing money into. You know you know, you can argue all the time about. Um, How much money he should have gotten, but you know, it was worth it for them to actually bring him in regardless. Um, You know, Zay Jones just has had an up and down season. You know, the week before, he had 11 catches, 145 yards. He had that two point conversion. Um, It looked like he was the the star of the show. You know, Marvin Jones has shown an ability to catch those 50 50 balls. You know, when Trevor needs a guy on fourth and five, he's going to throw it to Marvin, Um, but that hasn't been consistent. And and then, also, the tight ends, you know, they haven't been able to actually get Evan Ingram going. They don't really use Dan Arnold at all. So against the against the Titans, it's going to be interesting because if, if they're if the Titans game plan is to run the football all the time, um, I think that the Jaguars are going to be able to sort of uh, utilize Travis Etienne a bit more. They're going to be able to run the ball a little bit more. It might be one of those slug fest sort of games. I don't know what the weather is going to look like. I know it will be kind of chilly because that's just how it is in Nashville in December. Um, So, you know, I I, I imagine they're going to try to come out early, throw the football, try to score fast. Um, But as the game gets going and you see how the Titans respond with their running game and things of that nature, I can definitely see the Jaguars starting to sort of slow it down a little bit, um, give Travis the ball. And if that's starting to be successful, then, you know, all of a sudden the Jaguars have a pretty good shot of winning. All right. And
0: then uh, one more I want to ask you about this game. The Titans front four. They haven't really got pressure like they normally would. They are missing Denico Autry. There's no clear-cut reason in terms of – if there's no clear-cut uh, def, uh, decision, I should say, whether he's going to play this week or not, still early in the week, uh, in the football week, I should say. But um, their front four definitely brings a lot of pressure versus the Jaguars' uh, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Is there definitely cause of cause for concern for you with that uh, with that offensive line versus this defensive line?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have Jeffrey Simmons. That's one of the probably the best uh, one of the best defensive tackles um, I've ever seen in turn in, in the past, you know, s- several seasons, you know, him, him, Aaron Donald, you know, those are those are a couple of guys not to say that Jeffrey Simmons is, is Aaron Donald just because no one is. Um, but, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is one of those guys who's going to get pressure early. You know, you have a rookie center in there and Luke Fortner who's given up some pressures uh, to defensive tackles this year. He hasn't been you know, perfectly consistent. He's had some down days for sure. So it's definitely a concern. It's 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 one of the 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 major concerns this week. I think is going to be protection against that, um, you know, Mike Vrabel defense, which is very fast. Uh, They they don't have a problem with blitzing. It seems like they're swarming around the ball. They cause chaos at the line of scrimmage. They 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 sort of you know uh, compress within that interior. I think that they know the weak points of a of an offensive line and they're going to attack it. Um. So yeah, there, there's plenty of concern. I think Jeffrey Simmons is going to be um, having a field day at times. He's going to look. He's going to look pretty good. I don't know if um is, is is Bud Dupree out for the season. I don't remember if he. No, no, no. no. Bud's Bud's played the last couple he, games. He's good. Okay. Yeah. So you know, Bud Dupree. He's another guy. I know that he hasn't had the career that many thought he would, but you know, he's had sort of a resurgence of late. I'm not going to say he's um, amazing or anything, but you know, he's a guy that can get after the passer. Um, There, there's no question about it. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough. You know, I I know that the Titans defense isn't exactly how it has been over the past couple of years, but um, because that Jaguars interior has struggled somewhat, I think that this is going to be a a pretty good test for them.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely see for sure. Now, Mm -hmm couple one other question I do want to ask you what is one positive that you've seen out of this Jacksonville Jaguars team this season and one negative mm-hmm. that you that, that you've seen over this team that's kind of lingered on from last year
1: yeah so the the one positive and I think this is the reason why there should be hope in Jacksonville or if you're just an observer of the team why you should you know not think that this team is going to be bad forever is that they truly believe in Doug Peterson they For the past, um, for the time that I've covered the team, which is basically from, you know, the end of 2018, kind of, uh, definitely in 2019 and then throughout, uh, they haven't had this much faith in a coaching staff, in my opinion, just from talking to the guys, seeing how they respond. Um, they seem to be very united on, on, on things, even after Sunday's loss, um, Everyone used the same term, embarrassing. You can tell that that was something that Doug Peterson said probably a lot in his post game speech. That was embarrassing, um, because that they 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 sort of mimic what he's done. You know, throughout the whole season, they've had um, a five game losing streak throughout it, and still every single week they were you know the same. It, there was no change. It wasn't like they were defeated. They weren't disappointed. Now we'll see how they reacted uh, to the Lions' loss this week in the locker room, but. Um from what I've seen, they've been very even keeled, and that's a reflection of the head coach. So I think that they have the head coach. I think that he's a great play caller. I think that he's gotten Trevor Lawrence to the point where he's actually going up instead of just going you know straight ahead or down like he was last year. Um, so that's a great thing. you know the, the, the one negative I don't know if it's necessarily a carryover from last season. Um, but, Uh, The only carryover from last season would just be the roster in general. I think that there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. I think that signing a guy like Shaq Griffin was a mistake last year. I mean, it just has proven to be so. He hasn't been performing to what you would expect uh, given his contract. You know, signing a guy like Roy Robertson-Harris, same thing. Um, And that's not a knock on those guys. They could just be in the wrong scheme. It just doesn't work out. You know, sometimes that happens. um, But they haven't been performing. So, you know, there's, there's players that are on the team right now. Um, that are making it so that they're basically set back, especially defensively. So, uh, the the one the one area of, of concern that's you know probably moving forward too is just um, is the defensive coordinator uh, the, the the right one for the job. Mike Caldwell. It doesn't seem like he either doesn't have the pieces or he doesn't know how to adjust with the pieces he has. And um, you know they have to bury, They have to quickly figure that out so they know if they need to move on or if they need to uh, clean house in terms of the personnel. So. Um, I think that right now, you know, belief in, in Doug, belief in themselves, I think that's great. It's training in the right direction. Um, the defense, in terms of how that's performing, is training in the wrong direction.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you for uh, answering my questions about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm definitely interested to see how this matchup goes. Uh, hopefully, for Jacksonville Jaguars fans, we don't see any defensive backs flying like, uh, you know, with that Derrick Henry stiff arm or anything of that nature. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah. But, you know, like I end every show, there's five questions, there's two answers, there's one choice. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Hasty or Henderson, which one do you think is more effective the last four games as a backup to ETN?
1: Well, Hasty. I mean, Henderson hasn't really played, so, you know, Hasty's Hasty's the guy for right now. Um, I I think if if you look at the Jaguar backups, I would say none of them have been – effective. It doesn't really matter who's in there. It's only been Travis Etienne.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I, I think he'll get a thousand yards and hopefully he can stay healthy. Good gracious. Yeah. Foot injuries, man. Um As far as the Jaguars, seven wins. Yes or no?
1: Oof. No. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to say no. I, I don't think they're going to be able to get, you know, they're, they're going to need three more. I don't really see three more on, on the schedule. Uh, they would have to beat the Titans at least one time. I don't think they've got it.
0: Gotcha. Who's the uh who's the better Jones? Who's been the better Jones to you this year? Marvin or Zay? That's
1: it's actually a, a more a tougher question than you would think because Zay has the better stats, but but Marvin's been more clutch. I, uh, I would say Zay, only because he he has been able to perform more consistently. He's been in the game plan more, they they believe in him more. Um, and, and he has made, you know, some clutch plays as well. Marvin's been very, very reliable, though, uh, throughout the year and, and more reliable than I thought he would be.
0: Now I will say that if you did pick Zay, that means that you got the glow, sir. If you know what that joke is for I don't know what
1: that joke
0: is for. Oh my goodness. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Cause when he saw his first press conference, I thought he yeah. looked like uh Bruce Leroy in the press conference. <laughs> so. I actually
1: I was actually the one who who uh who took that picture and it went viral. It was so funny the story about it. So I, I, I take I take the picture and I just tweet out a quote on what Zay said because I was like, Oh, this is what the new wide receiver is saying. And I didn't realize that it's like I, I know I noticed his hair looked weird, but I didn't realize that it would be that funny to people like people just <laughs> took off with it they were going my mentions were going crazy. I was just getting a laugh out of it. I felt bad for Zay. I'm like, man, I know that that was just hat hair. um but you know it was it was it was a funny time.
0: yeah, immediately when I saw the picture I, the first thing I started doing was thinking of uh, the uh, Bruce uh, Bruce Leroy and uh, Barry Goy's Last Dragon. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, Josh Allen or Trayvon Walker, who has more sacks in the season? <laughs> I mean, that one's, that no, one's
1: actually right. than I Yeah, it, it basically is. I, I'll, I'll say Josh just because he has more now. So, I mean, I I don't really anticipate Trayvon getting too many. I think Josh has been closer than Trayvon has been. I mean, it's just it's tough. I mean, it, it's going to be like by a half a sack or one.
0: Now I will say this: if, uh, It depends on who's lining up over Dennis Daly this week for the Titans. Oh, really? Whoever lines up over there, if if Dennis Daly is starting, that person may have a sack or two. To be honest, it,
1: what it, side it is pretty, what side is he on?
0: He's a, he's, he's on a, the uh, well. If you're facing, mm-hmm. he's on the right side. If you're turn around, the left side.
1: Okay, so he's he's the left tackle. So that uh, Trayvon's gonna be over him then, unless they switch it around. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, he might he might have a good game on, on Sunday potentially. I'm you know, not trying to throw shade at Dennis daily, but just yeah know, calling it what it is. He it he is it, it is what it is. Yeah, he, he hasn't been great there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Last one for you. Better on the offensive line, Cam Robinson or Brandon Sheriff.
1: It's it's actually crazy. And I, I'll say it's Brandon, just just to get that out of the way, but it's actually crazy to to think about because entering the year I would have thought Brandon Sheriff would beat out, you know, Cam Robinson in this question by by miles because Brandon Sheriff is a guy who's been an all pro, you know, perennial pro bowler. Um, but he just hasn't played He hasn't played bad. He's just been okay. He's been he's been good, like, you know, but not to the level of which you would think, you know, you're getting this guy who's going to be a pro bowler potentially. You thought maybe the knock would be injuries. He hasn't been hurt. Uh, He just hasn't played to that level. And I'm not sure why.
0: Yeah, he might have went Jacksonville. I don't
1: know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know honestly, you're right. I mean, it seems like
1: free agents come into Jacksonville, even if they were good before. Now I will say foyer has been been pretty good, but yeah, you know, free agents come in and all of a sudden you're like, oh. <laughs> so, it
0: is what it is. All right. Well, thank you for uh chiming in and uh giving us your, your your uh perspective on things uh in terms of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh the floor is yours. Tell everyone what you're working on, where they can find you on social media.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, first, you know, you, you can find me on social media at Demetrius 82. Um, that's, it's pretty simple as that, but for, as far as my content, Jacksonville.com, um, I think you might have to sign up in order to read all my stories, but there's ways around it. You guys know what to do. Um, but, but, um, (laughs) just, uh, you know, this week I'm, I'm working on, or actually already published it a Tyler Shatley article. He uh, was the Jaguars nominee for the Walter Payton man of the year really proud of the article you know I, I i spoke to every single one of uh his team or his his offensive linemen so uh, all four other starters on the offensive line i spoke to them about him and, and sort of you know what he's done in, in the community in in the locker room things of that nature i spoke to trevor lawrence one-on-one um you know so you know that that story is up i i have content coming out throughout the week uh, I'll have a preview on sunday so just stay tuned
0: all right sounds like you got a lot going on and we definitely have a lot going on over here at touring the asc south there will be more content coming you just have to stay tuned thank you all for tuning in to touring the asc south we're out